This is the student broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this June 27, 2022. I'm Nick Mattawa. And I'm Sequoia Ware. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, a tragic team party mystery in South Africa. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Michaela Willer will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a sunny 82 degrees. And now onto our top story. Hundreds of so-called crisis pregnancy centers are located across every state in the U.S. Now the Supreme Court has ruled that states can make abortion illegal, experts say these centers are likely to redouble their efforts to persuade women not to end their pregnancies. The logistics work in their favor since many women won't have the legal option of abortion without leaving their state. Some 2,500 pregnancy centers are located across the country, while there are fewer than 800 abortion clinics. Often religiously affiliated, the anti-abortion centers are not licensed medical facilities and do not provide med- medical services such as pre- or postnatal care or other health care for uninsured women. South African authorities are seeking answers after 21 underage teenagers partying after the end of exams died in a mysterious weekend incident at a nightclub. The bodies of many of the victims were discovered by police lying on tables, slumped over chairs and couches, and sprawled on the dance floor of the club in the early hours of Sunday morning. Police said the ages of the dead teenagers ranged from 13 to 17. Police say the investigation into the tragedy in the city of East London in Eastern Cape Province was ongoing and no cause of deaths had yet been established. But forensic examples are being sent to a laboratory to see if victims ingested a poison or toxin. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has underscored the urgency of helping his country's military improve its position against Russia during a video meeting with leading economic powers. Zelensky, in his remarks today to the Group of Seven Summit, addressed the delicacy of the moment for Ukraine in its war with Russia. The Ukrainian leaders' comments came as G7 leaders prepared to unveil plans to pursue a price cap on Russian oil, raise tariffs on Russian goods, and impose other new sanctions. The G7 leaders, in turn, pledged to support Ukraine, quote, for as long as it takes, unquote. A lawsuit alleges the Houston Texans had been told that their former quarterback, Deshaun Watson, was sexually assaulting and harassing women during massage sessions, but instead of trying to stop him, the team provided him with resources to enable his actions and, quote, turned a blind eye, unquote, to his behavior. The lawsuit against the team was filed in Houston today by one of the 24 women who had previously sued Watson over allegations of sexual misconduct when he played for the Texans. In a statement, the Houston Texans said the team would, quote, take the necessary steps to address the allegations against our organization, unquote. Watson is said to have a hearing this week over whether he will be disciplined by the NFL. The Supreme Court has sided with a football coach from Washington State who sought to kneel and pray in the field after games. Today's rulings could strengthen the acceptability of some religious practices in other public school settings. 
The court ruled 6-3 to three along ideological lines for the coach. The justice said the coach's prayer was protected by the First Amendment. The case forced the justices to wrestle with how to balance the religious and free speech rights of teachers and coaches with the rights of students not to feel pressured into, into participating in religious practices. It's the latest in a line of Supreme Court rulings for religious plaintiffs. Ohio off, or Coming up, Ohio officers kill a man in a parking lot following a car chase. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns, right after this. I'm Captain Pollution. I use my landfill powers to keep the people of Huntington satisfied with their consuming lifestyles. People enjoy the easy life, and what a success it's been. I have this region ranked in the top 25 nationally for air pollution. Is that a blue sky off in the distance? By using the citizens of Huntington to recycle their aluminium cans, plastics, paper, grocery bags, and glass, I will drain you of your landfill powers. That's only the beginning. Soon they'll be reusing or donating items, even composting. My influence over this valley comes through the people themselves. Their attitude of use and discard will always keep them under my power. This valley will never witness your fantasy of clean, Mr. Green. This consuming lifestyle is a facade, keeping dirty reality hidden. Stop listening to Captain Pollution's garbage. End the trash talk. This message brought to you by the eco-friendly WMUL. It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer both before and after they touch you. Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands. They want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Nick Madawa. And I'm Sequoia Ware. Officials say that a West Virginia aviator who trained more than 40,000 pilots has been honored at a memorial service. The Kanawha County Commission said the flag at the courthouse in Charleston was lowered to half-staff Saturday in honor of Benny Malroy, described by officials as a local aviation pioneer. West Virginia International Jaeger Airport said Mallory died Monday at age 91. Officials said he owned Mallory Airport in South Charleston. Mallory tr- trained more than 40,000 pilots and charted over 35,000 flight hours. Mallory Airport held a memorial service for him in, on Saturday, and commissioners have issued a resolution in honor of Mallory's life. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has postponed the last execution that was scheduled for this year. The governor's decision pushes the October execution date for Quasi Bryan, a man convicted of killing a Cleveland police officer, into 2026. The ruling on Friday comes as Ohio's death penalty remains at a standstill, with the governor repeatedly saying no to drugs for execution. For are available. DeWine's announcements came days after a veteran Ohio defense attorney argued capital punishment should be off the table for his client, who was charged in the 2016 killing of eight family members in southern Ohio. Attorney John Parker says it's unreasonable to hold a death penalty trial while the law isn't functioning. 
Farmers in western Kentucky will get some relief after a grain elevator was damaged by deadly tornadoes in December. Governor Andy Bashir announced that up to $3.25 million will help farmers continue to grow and process grains. Funds are from the Team West Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund. Tornadoes last December 10th and 11th devastated parts of western Kentucky and killed 81 people in the state. Bashir says the Graves County Grain Assistance Program was established after a group concerned about potential loss of crop yield contacted the governor. Bashir says the funds will help remove stress for farmers due to the loss of Mayfield's grain elevator. Tuition will increase by an average of more than 2.5 percent across the West Virginia University system for the coming fiscal year under a new $1.2 billion budget. The WVU Board of Governors approved the budget, which includes a 2.62 percent of or $120 increase per semester for resident students. Non-resident students will pay 2.88 more, or $372 per semester. Housing rates will go up 3 percent, except at WVU Tech in Beckley. The university said Friday after the board's approval that dining fees will rise by 4.5 percent, partly due to inflation. Vice President for Strategic Initiatives Rob Oslop says employees will receive average increases of 4 percent to 5 percent, with the starting minimum hourly compensation raised to $13. Authorities say police officers in Ohio have fatally shot a man after a car chase. Akron Police Captain David Laughlin told the Associated Press that officers shot the unidentified man in the parking lot of a business early this morning after the man jumped from a moving car and posed a, quote, deadly threat, unquote, to officers. Laughlin said the man fired a shot at police from his vehicle on Ohio State Route 8 shortly after the pursuit began. Laughlin didn't immediately respond to an email seeking additional details this morning. Police say the pursuit began after an attempted traffic stop. Coming up next, families brace for changes to pandemic-era free school meals. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 8 returns. Stay with us. score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Edding Sportsside bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Aspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. and welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Music. No, no, okay, no, no. I'm tired of ignored requests? Call 696-6651 and get what you asked for on WMUL-FM. Yes, I Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Nick Madawa. And I'm Sequoia Ware. The Thundertones are a barbershop chorus that performs in the Huntington area. Reporter Rebecca Law went to speak with them in honor of their 20th anniversary concert. Hey, what? 
Since 2001, community members of Huntington, West Virginia have been entertained by a barbershop chorus called the Thundertones. While barbershop is usually comprised of all men, since 2019 the Thundertones have added women to their ranks. Chorus director Steve Patrick says no musical experience is necessary to join. No prior experience. In fact, sometimes when you come with prior experience, you get some preconceived notions of what it is and not always that way. But yeah, it's you can match pitch. Very few people cannot sing. Almost everybody can sing. As the director of a group, I, I have two rules. And one is to attend as many functions as you can. It's a hobby. If you can come every other week, that's fine. If you can only come once a month, that's fine. If you can come every week, you'll want to. But that's the one commitment. You must, you must come to as many as you can. And the second one is to sing to the best of your ability. We will help you get better. The Thundertones are not a quartet. However, they still sing barbershop arranged music. The Thundertones are a diverse group of people of different ages and backgrounds. Their youngest member is 17 years old. But despite their differences, they are a tight-knit group of friends who have a fun hobby in barbershop. Uh, we enjoy our, each other's company uh, as well as the fact that we, you know, we enjoy singing together. So when we would have our Zoom meetings, even though our, uh, they, were nice, they weren't like they were here, we were still able to keep 15, 16 people you know, attending those. The Thundertones rehearse every Thursday from 7 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. and perform a yearly concert while competing in competitions year-round. They will be having a performance of songs of faith and inspiration music in the fall. For News Center 88, I'm Rebecca Law. The Thundertones can be found by searching The Thundertones, all one word, on Facebook or via email at, th at thundertoneschorus304 at gmail.com. The pandemic-era federal aid that made school meals available for free to all public school students, regardless of family income levels, is ending, raising fears about the effects in the upcoming school year for families already struggling with the rising food and fuel costs. A bill passed in Congress last week and signed by President Joe Biden over the weekend is intended to allow summer meal distributions to remain widely available for students. It also gives higher reimbursement for meals to schools, while providing some flexibilities to help them with, with increasing food prices and supply chain issues. MSNBC says that journalist Alex Wagner will take over Rachel Maddow's primetime slot four nights a week beginning in August. Wagner has recently worked at CBS News and as co-host of Showtime's The Circus before rejoining MSNBC earlier this year. She'll host the 9 p.m. weekend hour from Tuesday through Friday beginning August 16th. Matta will continue to fill the time slot on Monday nights. It's key hire for MSNBC and its president, Rashida Jones, since Matto has been MSNBC's most popular personality. Maddow's decision earlier this year to cut back on her daily show left the network with a hole to fill. Coming up next, stocks sway on Wall Street. Cool off after winning week. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this.
freedom of speech freedom of means speech means freedom of speech means freedom to say I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom. I to have say the it. freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone, too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL, and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Nick Madawa. And I'm Sequoia Ware. WNBA star Brittany Griner appeared in a court near Moscow that ordered her trial on cannabis possession charges to begin Friday, about four and a half months after she was arrested at an airport while returning to, to play for a Russian team. The two-time Olympic gold medalist also was ordered to remain in custody for the duration of her criminal trial, up to six months. The 31-year-old center for the Phoenix Mercury could face 10 years in prison if convicted of charges of large-scale transportation of drugs. Fewer than 1% of defendants in Russian criminal cases are acquitted. Unlike in the U.S., acquittals can be overturned. A court ruling is back in effect that blocks President Joe Biden from requiring federal employees to get vaccinated against COVID-19. A Texas-based federal judge had blocked the federal employee vaccine mandate in January. But a three-member panel of the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans ruled the judge didn't have jurisdiction, and the employees opposed to the mandate should have pursued civil service remedies. Now, the full 17-member Fifth Circuit Court has decided to take another look at the issue. That means the Texas's judge's block on the mandate remains in effect. Former South Dakota Attorney General Jason Roundsburg had asked his state ethics board to press for an investigation of fellow Republican Governor Kristi Noem. Roundsburg blames the governor for his impeachment and removal from office last week for his conduct surrounding a fatal crash in 2020. As Attorney General, Roundsburg last year filed a pair of complaints against Noem in the state's Government Accountability Board. He alleges she inappropriately interfered in a state agency while it was evaluating her daughter's application for a real estate appraiser license and misuse state airplanes. The board has not made a decision on whether to investigate Nome. It's working with an attorney to evaluate the merits of the complaints. A judge has blocked New York City from letting non-citizens vote for mayor in other municipal offices. Republicans challenged the measure as unconstitutional. A Staten Island judge agreed with the GOP in a ruling issued today. In January, New York became the first major U.S. city to grant widespread municipal voting rights to non-citizens, though none had cast ballots yet. The law's supporters said it gave an electoral voice to many people who have made a home in the city and pay taxes to it, but face tough paths to citizenship. City lawyers say they're considering next steps. 
Stocks swayed in afternoon trading on Wall Street today as the market cools off following a rare winning week. The S&P 500 edged 0.2% lower. The Dow Jones Industrial Average slipped 0.1% and the Nasdaq fell 0.5%. Declines in technology and communication stocks and in several big retailers and travel-related companies weighed in on the market. Those losses checked gains in energy stocks and elsewhere. European markets were mixed and Asian markets closed higher overnight. Treasury yields were mostly higher. Stocks closed out last week with solid gains and the S&P 500 had its best day in two years on Friday. And coming up, Michaela Wheeler will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and a special coverage on the overturning of Roe vs. Wade. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com, 888-266-2921. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. So all I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build ratings. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler, and now it's time for your Macho Huntington weather forecast. It's a sunny 82 degrees out today. There's a nice breeze, and the humidity is at a wonderfully low 35%. That's a shocking break, considering we're in the midst of a West Virginia summer, and we all know the mugginess is typically thick enough to swim in. Tonight, it will dip down into the lower 60s, so I would avoid heading out for a night swim unless you have a heated pool. Mr. Sunshine will be with us through Friday, but unfortunately, rain will be making its way back into the tri-state on Saturday and on into next week, making way for a very rainy 4th of July. Today in weather history, on this day in 1901, there was a rain of fish from the sky at Tiller's Ferry. Hundreds of fish were swimming between cotton rows after a heavy shower. And in 1915, the temperature at Fort Yukon, Arkansas soared to 100 degrees to establish a state record. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. Currently outside the WML studios, it's a sunny 82 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. Thanks, Michaela. Now special coverage on the overturning of Roe versus Wade. The fall of Roe versus Wade shifted the battleground over abortion to courthouses around the country. As abortion foes looked to quickly enact statewide bans and other side sought to buy more time. The U.S. Supreme Court's decision Friday to end constitutional protections for abortion opened the gates for litigation from all sides. Many of the court cases will focus on trigger laws that were designed to go into effect when Roe v. Wade was overturned. Today, a Louisiana judge issued an order that blocks enforcement of Louisiana's trigger law. In Florida, 
Abortion rights advocates also asked a judge to block a law there that would ban abortions after 15 weeks, with some exceptions. Vice President Kamala Harris has spent weeks warning that the Supreme Court decision undermining the landmark Roe v. Wade ruling could open the door for sweeping new restrictions on privacy. She argues the fallout could affect birth control, in vitro fertilization, gay marriage, the right to vote, and more. The nation's first female vice president has emerged as a leading White House voice on abortion rights, along with President Joe Biden. Harris's efforts on abortion rights come after she has struggled with her with other thorny policy problems that Biden assigned to the vice president, including immigration policy and expanding voter rights. Both issues have stalled in Congress. The Supreme Court ruling to overturn its 1973 Roe v. Wade decision is unpopular with a majority of Americans. But did not did that matter? The short answer, it's complicated. The relationship between the two has been studied and debated by legal and political scholars. There's evidence that the public has an indirect role in the judiciary, but that might be changing. And researchers acknowledge a relationship between the two, but it's possible not a direct link. Scholars point to judicial employments and court legitimacy as potential ways that the public has indirect influence over the court, but recent political trends may be undermining that influence. Coming up next, more than 100 snakes found on a German farm. Stay tuned. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me, because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact, thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall and North Carolina about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl. Broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. SelfCheck gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. SelfCheck is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. And finally today on New Center 88, Snakes on a Farm? It isn't a movie sequel, but the plot of a real-life drama in Germany. Police say they found more than 110 dangerous snakes being kept on a farm after a woman living there sought treatment for a bite. Authorities say the 35-year-old woman drove herself to a hospital in Salzgitter, and doctors told her a rattlesnake had nipped her. 
As doctors saw an antidote, police visited the farm and found dozens of snakes. Police say the collection included constrictors and poisonous varieties, but they weren't in suitable ter- terrariums. The snakes were all impounded. A couple in Omaha, Nebraska, planted some bee-friendly flowers outside their home, hoping to make bees feel at home. They did, to the point that bees made themselves at home in the couple's home. Some 6,000 bees had to be removed from the walls. It's believed they got in through a hole in the mortar of the home's brick exterior. The couple was tipped off to the bees by their eyes and ears. They saw a bunch of bees outside a kitchen window and found about 30 more in a second-floor bedroom. They also say they could hear buzzing when they put their ears near the wall. Elvis has won its box office dance-off with Top Gun Maverick. After the two films reported the same ticket sales Sunday, today's finals number had Elvis alone as King of the Weekend. Elvis ultimately grossed $31.1 million from Friday to Sunday, according to Warner Brothers. Figures. That's a touch above $30.5 million, the studio forecast, on Sunday. When film studios report box office on Sunday, they're able to fairly accurately predict Sunday's ticket sales. Paramount Pictures, on the other hand, slightly overestimated how Top Gun Maverick fared in its fifth weekend. After the studio reported the same $30.5 million for the Top Gun sequel on Sunday, the final number came in at $29.6 million. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu/slash WMUL. For Zane Bowles, Rebecca Law, Sequoia Ware, Michaela Wheeler, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Nick Manabo. And your thought of the day is if you let your head get too big, it'll break your neck. Elvis Presley. <laughs>